Hello and welcome to the Thompsonville Seventh-day Adventist Worship Center for another evening of Get Connected to the Vine. If you're joining us for the first time tonight, I'd like to say you missed some wonderful messages, but you can go to our church website, tvsdac.org. Once again, tvsdac.org. And look at the messages from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And tonight's message on Thursday is joy. It's a small word, but it means quite a bit. And tonight we are thankful that you've tuned in. Uh, Our speaker tonight is Ricky Carter. I'll tell you a little more about him later on in the program before he comes on to speak. But uh, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us. We're going to ask the Lord's blessing on our meetings tonight. Then we're going to sing our theme song. And if you've joined us from night to night, you know what's coming next. So let's bow our heads and ask the Lord to bless us this evening. Gracious Father, loving Lord, you've told us without you we can do nothing. You are the vine. We are the branches. And we pray, Lord, that the possibilities are numerous and endless when we are connected and our relationship with you is unbroken. Once again, bless your manservant tonight. Bless all that happens here this evening. And may the glory and honor go to you. As our hearts are informed, may our lives be transformed, we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together and sing our theme song, Live Out Thy Life Within Me. 316, if you have your hymnal. Live out thy life within me, O Jesus, King of kings. Be thou thyself the answer to all my questionings. Live out thy life within me, in all things have thy way. I, the transparent medium, thy glory to display. The temple? The temple has been yielded and purified of sin. Let thy Shekinah glory now shine forth from within. And all the earth keeps right? Thy silent, gentle servant moved only as by thee. This is beautiful here. Its members every moment held subject to thy call, ready to not be used at all, held without restless longing or pain, that's right, or chafings at thy dealings, or thoughts of angry, last stanza together. But restful, calm, and pliable. 
giant from bend and by a tree awaiting thy decision when thou hast need of me live out thy life within me oh jesus king of kings be thou the glorious answer to all my questionings. Amen. You may be seated. Now, each night we have learned something new. We've learned a new scripture, not necessarily a new Bible verse, but we've learned a creative way to retain the Bible verses. And these are scripture songs. And tonight, I want to invite our singers. I don't know if there's quartet or quintet. I think there are at least three, uh, five, I was right. They're going to teach us a new scripture song. It's going to be Psalm 30, verse 5. I heard them rehearsing, and I'm looking forward to this quintet. So tonight, learn a new scripture song, commit it to your heart and to your memory through the music that goes along. And it's going to be vocal music. You can enjoy it. sing with us. You don't have to do the doo-wops and the doo-doo. You don't have to do that, but sing the verse with us. Psalm 
If I remember nothing else, it'll be do up. That was good. Creative ways to learn scriptures. And I think that's something that is good because, you know, when you're growing up and you learn all those nursery rhymes, head a little lamb, we wouldn't remember them if we just had to recite them. But music has a way of connecting it to the heart and to the mind. Let me tell you a little bit about Ricky Carter before he comes tonight and speak. And then right after this introduction, the next. Uh, the special music for this evening, and then the next voice that you'll hear will be that of Ricky Carter. Ricky, I, ha- I had a chance to get to know Ricky a number of years ago when I did a series called Unclean Spirits Unplugged. I just heard about him, and I'd seen his work, but I'd never really met him. I saw him like in the distance and came to find out he is a gentleman that has uh, some Jamaican in his background. And Huh? His father is Jamaican and his mother is Cuban. And uh, then I had a chance to meet Ricky and to work with him. And then Ricky moved to uh, this area with his wife, Jasmine. They live right across the street from my wife and me. And he works for 3ABN Dare to Dream and does quite a bit more than just work for Dare to Dream. And he's a gifted uh, animator. He loves scripture songs. You can see some of his scripture songs on YouTube. But more than all of those things, he's a husband and a man of God who has allowed his talents to be used. And, um, and we just want you to know that God is using his life in a beautiful way to be able to glorify the Lord and to also allow the Lord to shine through his life. Now, after the special music for this evening, the next voice that you'll hear is that of Ricky Carter on the topic of joy.
shall see when I look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace and forever I will be with the one who died for me what a day glorious day that will be I invite you to sing it one more time with us What a day that will be When my Jesus I shall see When I look upon His face The one who saved me by His grace When He takes me by the hand And leads me to the promised land What a day, glorious day, that will be. Good evening. I so much wanted to say happy Sabbath. Let's pray. Father in heaven, what a joy it is to serve you. What a joy it is to call you Father. What a joy it's going to be to see you coming in the clouds. Father, I I ask that the words that I speak would flow from your throne into my mind, through my lips, to my brothers and sisters. And may we receive joy as we go through this message. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever walked into a factory? The noise is actually deafening. You have to wear earplugs to avoid bodily harm. Can you imagine taking a a nap near the assembly line? The sounds of air compressors, pistons, and other loud machines would make it nearly impossible It takes a lot of noise to produce a car. On the contrary, have you ever walked into an orchard? The still, the calm, the birds singing, 
all evoke a great sense of peace and tranquility. Can you imagine stretching out under the shade of the the vines and just resting? It doesn't take much noise to produce fruit. When, When man produces what he produces, it's accompanied by an overabundance of noise, commotion, and little rest. But not so with what God produces. When Jesus told us he's divine and we are the branches, he intended us to remember that He's the one doing the work. He's the one producing the fruit in us. What does the branch do besides act as a go-between? It's the vine that does all the work. The branch bears fruit by remaining at rest in the vine. Likewise, you and I bear fruit by remaining at rest in Christ. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So what is this fruit? I learned this little scripture song from Hope Sabbath School. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Want to sing with me? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5.22, yes, brother. The fruit of the Spirit is the true essence of the Christian life. While the Apostle Paul lists nine different aspects of this fruit, it's nevertheless one fruit and has to be seen in its entirety. The fruit of the Spirit does not tell us what a person might be, might be able to do for God through spiritual gifts and talents. Rather, it shows how the person lives for God. It tells who the person is. 
all the virtues that are listed here in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, they're all present in Jesus. They're all present in Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit is not something we achieve by purely human effort. It's possible to produce and display some of the same virtues through the exercise of our willpower, but that's not the same as what the Holy Spirit does in us. What we produce ourselves is like, you ever seen some wax fruit? Well, what we produce ourselves is like wax fruit compared to the real fruit. Wax fruits are artificial. From a distance, they look just as beautiful, but the taste (laughs) is so inferior to the real, right? Real fruit is not manufactured. It grows out of a relationship. When the Holy Spirit connects us with Jesus through his written word, his characteristics begin to reveal themselves in our lives. The first secret to genuine fruit bearing is to abide in Christ. Apart from Christ, we We can't produce genuine spiritual fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is not imposed upon us from outside. It's the results of the life of Christ within us. In John 15, 1 through 11, Jesus tells us that fruit bearing is the result of the Christian life of Christ. He's the vine. Flowing through the branches, his life flowing through the branches of the, us, us as the believers. The growth of the fruit is God's work through Jesus. So the responsibility of the believer is to abide in Christ. When Christ dwells in our thoughts, he will become visible in our actions. Jesus lives his life in us. The life Christ lived would be reproduced in us in the sense that we will reflect his character. The fruit of the Spirit is the character of Jesus produced by the Holy Spirit in the followers of Christ. When Christ dwells in us, we will walk by the Spirit and will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Interestingly, there are 
three triads of the fruit of the Spirit. The first triad is love, joy, and peace. These relate to our attitude and our approach. These relate to our attitude and our approach to God. The second triad is patience, kindness, and generosity. These relate to our attitude and our approach to others. The third triad is faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These final three things have much to say about how we should approach our individual lives and about our individual attitudes. Perhaps love is put first because it contains all the rest. All the commandments are fulfilled in one word. And that word is love. And all the fruits of the Spirit are contained in that one most sweet, most blessed, most godlike grace of love. See that you abound in love to the Father and all his family. For if you fail in this first point, how can you succeed in the second? Colossians 3.14 But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. As for joy, if it be not the first product of the Spirit of God, it's next to the first. And we may be sure that this order in which it is placed by the inspired apostle is meant to be for our instruction. The fruit of the Spirit is love first, as comprehensive of the rest. Then joy arising out of it. It's remarkable that joy should take such this eminent place. It's of the first three and is but one place lower than the first. Look at joy in its high position. And if you have missed it, or if you have depreciated it, I encourage you, revise your judgment and try with all your heart to attain it. For depending on this fruit of the Spirit is very valuable. The Greek word means an inner gladness, a deep pleasure which 
comes from an inner assurance and confidence that God does all things for his good purposes. This joy is not the same as the joy found in this world, which gives only temporary pleasure and is nagged by some incompletenesses. In truth, joy found in worldly ways leaves a haunting awareness that something could arise and rob joy. Joy received from God gives Christians the assurance that he does all things well for those who seek him with all their hearts. Several things can be said about the believer's joy, which is supernatural and is determined by how much nourishment Christians get from the feeding on God's word and if they are walking in step with the Holy Spirit. God's joy is given by him through the Holy Spirit. You must be born again and living in obedience to the written word. And Jesus tells us how to experience this joy. Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus' joy was found through obedience to his Father's will. Thus, the source of a person's true joy will be found through living an obedient life to the Lord. True joy does not depend on circumstances or happiness. Christians experience joy in the midst of blessings as well as in the fire of trials. The best way to have joy is to count all your blessings. When done with a grateful heart, joy will abound in you. Christians can also have joy in great trials. Think about Paul, while in the midst of trials and persecutions, wrote, in all in trouble, my joy knows no bounds. When you go through the trials, If you can just hold on through this night season, you will receive joy in the morning. For his anger is but for...
for a moment. His favor is for a life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy springs from faith. Romans 15, verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Joy comes in trusting in God who controls all things and knows what's best for you and I. Joy of reward makes and keeps you faithful to the God who created you. Hebrews tells us to fix our eyes upon Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Jesus had great inspiration to do the will of his father. He was looking ahead to the glorious day when through his blood, He would restore fellowship between man and God, our Father. Jesus suffered mockery, shame, a brutal beating, and suffering upon the cross so that you and I can be forgiven and have fellowship with God. There's a day coming when Christians will stand at the judgment seat of Christ and non-Christians will stand at the great white throne judgment. Obedient Christians will someday hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Fixing our eyes upon Christ and what he has done will bring joy in our labors with the Lord. I once read of a little boy who used to escape his bedroom after being punished. He would crawl out of his bedroom window down an old fruit tree to the ground. One day, his father told him that he was going to chop down the fruit tree because it hadn't borne any fruit for a number of years. That evening, the boy and his friend bought a bushel of apples and during the night tied those apples on the barren branches. The next morning, the man could not believe his eyes. He said to his wife, honey, I can't believe it. 
old tree hasn't yielded any fruit for years. And now it's covered with apples. And the most amazing thing is, it's a pear tree. Joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit that can't be faked. You either have it or you don't. You might attempt to hang apples on the pear tree, but that's not real fruit. God doesn't want you to pretend. If you don't have the joy that God intends for you, go to him today. Yield yourself to him. Yield yourself to his will. Yield yourself to his love. And he will fill your life with joy unspeakable. Let's pray. Father, we recognize that we need you. Please give us all the fruits of the Spirit. Cause ourselves to Align our will with you. Cause us, Father, to have joy. Fill us with this joy that you promised you would give us. And when you burst through the clouds, what joy will fill our souls? And then, when you sing over us, what joy it's going to bring to you and to us as well. Father, we want to be there. Help us to remain faithful to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Wow. That was short and sweet, filled with joy. Wow. I hope Ricky's not setting any patterns for me. Because I just, I didn't see what just happened. But I enjoyed it. Can we say amen? The most enduring lesson from that message is do not tie apples on your pear tree. Let the Lord produce in your life, genuine fruit. I've been blessed every night, and I know that you have been. And uh, thank you, Ricky, for allowing the Lord to bless our hearts. And thank you to those of you that are joining us. Consider the lesson of joy. It is a fruit that cannot be faked. And it's the closest one to the highest fruit, which is love. God is love. How wonderful, a high place that joy occupies. I love that when he talked about the triads. 
each one having a different identity and a different purpose, identifying the relationship that God has with us and then those things that are displayed in our lives. Let's thank the Lord for that. Let's stand together tonight. And if you've missed any of our messages, once again, you can go to our website, tvsdac.org, and catch the message for Monday by Eric Wiesner, Tuesday by, my mind is, Ryan, Brian Dickens, Wednesday from Luis Hayen, and tonight from Ricky Carter, and tomorrow night from Ian Vandevalk, another young man that I know will bless your heart as he brings a message that God has put in his heart. And Sabbath morning, I'm going to combine them all together uh, with a message entitled The Unfinished Parable. What is God waiting for? Let's bow our heads. Loving Father, we thank you for joy. At your right hand are pleasures and joys forevermore. You told us to count it all joy when we encounter trials because we know that on the other side there's something better than what we have during the trial. Thank you for Ricky Carter and communicating this message so beautifully, so artistically and so clearly. But we pray that it has found fertile soil in our hearts. Now help us to ponder it, to consider it, but also to ask for the strength to live in harmony with your fruit. And may it be displayed in our lives in abundance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.